Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Magical Boys. I'm your host, Ruben Medina, with, and joining me. I'm Fuck this. This is the worst. I'm so, I'm so out of practice. Joining me is my lovely co-host, DJ hey, Kirkland. It's me, DJ Kirkland, and I'm back on my bullshit. Back on that bullshit. <laughs> yes, this is Magical Boys, where we talk about games, anime, pop culture, and all that good shit from a queer perspective. And I think it's pretty obvious what both of us have been playing. Um, Mario Galaxy? Yes, the first one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> See, this is why I'm like, ha, Odyssey. Yes, we've been playing Mario Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, have you beaten the campaign yet? No, I'm I'm not haven't had much time so I'm like yeah. I just got to the Beach Kingdom. Oh, that one's real good. Yeah, so I just finished New, New Donk New Donk City. Mhm. Uh which is still very weird to me. I enjoyed it, but it's still so much like Sonic like adventure. It is very much like what's the name of the of that town? It wasn't <sighs> Angel Sonic Park? Adventure? Is it Angel Park? DJ, if you just if you know the name of that town off the top of your head, we gotta talk about some things. Sonic Adventure. Now, now I'm really curious. Yeah, about I'm this. looking. Twinkle uh, Park, Central City, Central City. It's named Central, Central City. Central City. Okay. Mm-hmm. But all, right. all I can think about is rolling around at the speed of sound. No places to go, gotta follow the rainbow. Which, by the way, is coming to vinyl, and I will be buying a record player for that. <laughs> I love, like, the, like the, the subtle LGBT shout-out from that Sonic <laughs> song. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sonic Boom. Is that mm-hmm. the Sonic Boom theme? So No, that's... No. Uh, so that song is Escape from the City, and that's from Sonic Adventure 2. That's right, yes. But the Sonic Boom song is from Sonic CD. Yes, which like, is fucking dun, dun, fire. Dun, 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 yes. Dun, 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 reach the other side. Sonic of the boom, rainbow. Sonic boom, Sonic boom. Dun, 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 dun. I love that song. It's so good. Back in those Jaleel White days. <laughs> <laughs> Got a speed keyed. Oh my god. I miss I miss Urkel Sonic. Urkel Sonic is iconic. God, okay, so Sonic Forces came out. I'm not gonna play it because it looks like hot trash but i would play if i could make my sonic oc just be urkel just make (laughs) (laughs) just create urkel in game yes i would do the same thing i'm not spending money on that game i (laughs) i saw a screenshot not screenshot but a, a video clip on twitter today and it was from somebody and it was like looks like we're off to a great start with sonic forces and it was them trying to do like the platforming section uh-huh. and they just kept falling and i guess that there is a like spin dash equivalent to this game and like a little green reticle shows up on the screen mm-hmm. and the person kept jumping and missing and jumping and missing and jumping and missing the whole time and i'm like this is not good I, yeah, it's it's a shame after Sonic Mania was so good, and I was like, maybe they're going to make a 3D Sonic game that's also good, um, and this create-your-own-OC thing is pretty great, and then it's just, it's supposedly it's just terrible. Just real bad. So, my writer, Daniel, bought it, and yeah. he made his OC, and I'm like, oh, this is great. 
and I really don't want to experience the game outside of the character creator. I just want to make my Sonic OC and call it a day. If I wanted to drop 60 bucks on a, like, look at these hilarious memes I'm going to make. <laughs> but 60 bucks is a lot of money for memes. I'm trying to eat. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I did see... So the PC version of that game is supposedly, like, incredibly broken. Like, unplayable frame rates. Really? So Sega's been, like, releasing patches throughout the day um, to try to fix it. And um, <laughs> if you look at the Steam forums... The things people are doing to get that game to work are fucking wild. So someone uh, someone was like, oh, hey, if you uh, turn off this setting in the game and then open up VLC video player and just have it like on in the background, not even playing a video file, just like on, it'll fix the frame rate, which makes no fucking sense. <laughs> it's like open up this different program that's a video player program <laughs> and it'll fix it. And then like all these people are just like, oh, this totally works. I opened up VLC in the background while I'm playing it, and now the frame rate fish- issue's fixed. What kind of MacGyver-ass bullshit is this just to play a fucking bad Sonic game? I, I know. Hate, I hate everything about this. I just, I just think it's hilarious. I'm like, and now I'm just like, <laughs> what What about VLC running is making that work? I'm just so curious now. Um, so, but speaking about good platformers that are currently mm. out, Mario Odyssey. Yeah, let's... DJ, what are your thoughts? I... I love it. It's so good. I beat the campaign last... What what was the last day that I was off? Um, Whatever. My last day off, I beat the campaign, and I was just so delighted, and I had so much fun at the the climax of the end of the game. It's really, really fun, and Mm. there is some really cute stuff in it, and as a really soft, like, Nintendo fanboy the bit at the end almost brought me to tears. <laughs> so I haven't, um, I've so seen good. Aaron's beat the campaign. So I've seen mm-hmm. the last part of the game story stuff as far as, um, the Bowser wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really, really love what they did with peach there. Yep. Um, that moment's really, really awesome. Yeah. Uh, just cause it's like, like whatever, she's still a damsel in distress the entire right. game. Right. But right. as far as like a little subversion, it was really nice to to see that. Um, I've heard that game starts after the campaign's over. Like that, the real meat of that game, where it like really becomes a quote unquote like true Mario game, is all the post game stuff. Yeah, the post game. I've just started doing all the post game stuff now, and the game has really opened up because there's stuff that you just can't do in the yeah. game until you beat it. So it opens up the rest of the maps pretty much and in the rest of the game and there's some really really great stuff in it and i i haven't felt that way since mario 64 again mm-hmm. like that sense of excitement that that just like ear to ear shit eating grin on my face just enjoying every minute of that game it's been an absolute blast and it's by far my favorite uh, Mario platformer to date. It's so good. So here's here's like a Nintendo power line <laughs> um, <laughs> tip for you guys if you're playing it. Um, don't worry about like trying to collect all of the... Uh, every. I know they're moons, but mm-hmm. I want to call them bananas whenever I see them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they do look like little bananas with faces on them. Yes, they do. Um, uh, don't worry about collecting all of the uh, the moons as you're playing. Like, go like collect whatever you want to collect to move on to the next world. 
and, mm-hmm. and what you come across. But you literally can't access so many of them. You're going to go back to all of these worlds anyway. Mm-hmm. So I would say just like do your thing and just kind of blast through the campaign. Yep. Because once that happens, then you're going to spend more time in these worlds and you're going to be able to access all these things that before you might have been like, I couldn't access this. Why? Um, that's probably the best way to go about it. Yeah. Um, I agree. I'm. I'm really enjoying it so far. Did mm-hmm. Did you have a 64? Did you play Mario yeah. 64 when it yeah, came out? Absolutely. So, so there's an interesting thing here. So I didn't have a 64. I had a, I had a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't know if I've ever played all of Mario 64. I've played quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I've played like the end boss. I've played it in chunks at friends' houses and stuff. Yeah. Um, and like on emulation and everything else. But I don't think I've ever. I didn't have the experience of sitting down in like my would have been my early like like 12 13 probably when that game came out we were in fifth grade so 10 10 yeah um so i didn't have the experience of like playing that sitting down in front of a 64 and playing that and losing my shit um like at all Mm -hmm. uh so what i find is i'm really really enjoying odyssey i like galaxy more so far um, mm-hmm. And I think it's because Odyssey is such an obvious throwback to Mario 64. Absolutely. And the way it's set up and like all the references in it, it is a love letter to Mario 64. Yes. Um, and because I don't have that nostalgia, I think I'm missing what a lot of my friends are, are feeling with, with loving it so much. Um, that said, not just the nostalgia factor. The other thing that throws me off is that um, I think I think Mario Mario Odyssey is really, really amazing so far. Like, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, I think uh, it has better mobility than um, Galaxy had. Yes. Like, the I ability, the, the the movement, and, like, the fact that you can, um, like, combo chain your, like, your jump, jumps. throw hat, dive hat, jump again, like, stuff. Um, if you haven't seen this, watch, like, speedruns where people are just not touching water in areas where you're supposed to swim. It's And wild. they're insane. It's wild. It's crazy. Um, so that part's really cool. I think design language wise, though, it's all over the place for me. And it's still like all the worlds are really fun and some mm-hmm. feel more Mario than others. Yes. But then some worlds feel like a Crash Bandicoot game or a Jack and Daxter game or they just feel like worlds from different companies almost uh, to me in a way. Um, and I think part of that is because of there's there being more realistic creature designs like the T-Rex looks like a T-Rex mm-hmm. um, as opposed to a big goofy dinosaur. Um, there's still big goofy like creatures in the game too, mm-hmm. but because of these like different divergent, um, uh, styles and design, it mm-hmm. just feels a little bit less cohesive to me than galaxy did, which galaxy you're, you know, literally going across the galaxy, but every area felt like a cute it, Mario design. Yeah. It felt like you were in space the whole time. And I totally agree with what you're saying there because like the worlds are so vastly different. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some that have more visual language that they share between them. It's the ones that are the most stark is New Donk City to me. Yeah, for sure. And there's one more world that's very like stark. Uh, the forest one feels mm-hmm. very feels very different to me oh, than, when I, than the rest of the game does. When I started the forest one, I was like, this is near Automata. Like it, mm-hmm. between the robots and the setting and like even like the color palette they chose like it's yeah. not nearly as bright as a mario game tends to mm-hmm. be um i immediately i was like this feels and looks like near automata 
mm-hmm. um, which is fine. I, like that's not even something that I think is a knock against the game. Yeah, I just think Galaxy was Galaxy for me was that 3D Mario game that I was just like, oh fuck, I love this. Um, mm-hmm. And Galaxy has this like really gorgeous, fully orchestrated soundtrack. The soundtrack for this is also very good, but again, it's like very different per area that you're in. Um, so I'm, I'm liking it. It's just not grabbing me the same way uh, Galaxy did when I first played mm-hmm. Galaxy. Yeah, and that's totally fair. I think that uh, it definitely cashes in on the generation of people that played Mario 64. Yeah, for sure. And that is a very specific set of people, and that's fine. But what I think it manages to do is that it it manages to bring back what a 3D Mario game is meant to be, I mm-hmm. think. Because I adore Mario 3D World. I think it's a really good game, and I hope that they port that to Switch, because it's... I hope I hope that they port 90% of the Wii U library to Switch, because there are so many really good games on that system that nobody played. Exactly. But yeah. <clears throat> Mario 3D World, I adored, but again, was very linear and felt a lot like um, Super Mario... Uh, Super Mario World on Super Nintendo. It felt a mm-hmm. lot like that to me. And Mario 2, obviously, because you can be Mario, Luigi, Toad, and Peach. So it felt a little bit different. But I felt like, oh, is it if this is the direction that 3D Mario games are going, I'm cool with that. But I do miss the freedom and the amount of maneuverability that you got in both Galaxy and Mario 64. And I think that Odyssey manages to combine elements from all three of those games... Mm-hmm. to really create something really different and really unique. And I was listening to the Waypoint podcast when they were talking about Mario Odyssey, and I think that they said that there was an interview that they did, because they were talking about some of the some of the levels, uh, primarily, well, I'm, I'm going to use a Toasterena, or whatever the the uh, the desert, the desert yeah, world yeah. is, mm-hmm. that it's like the difference of them actually being racist and then not, and being like, oh my god, we, we just traveled the world, and we loved all these things, and this is really cool, we went to Mexico, or whatever, and and all that stuff, because I feel like there's a level of 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 ignorance that they have when it came to that, and I was like, this is all really great and beautiful, and, and I love it, and it's amazing, and it's great, but it could be somewhat problematic, because there's, yeah, there's, but beyond that, um, I like that they kind of went to different places and did really different things thematically, but I agree 100% that it doesn't feel cohesive because it, yeah. they look so vastly different. The Tisterina thing is is interesting to me because it's not, like, as a Latino person, and, and specifically Tisterina, uh, I think, is is more <laughs> specific than just Latino. It's, mm-hmm. it's Mexican, for sure. Yeah. Um, so... As being like adjacent to that as as a Cuban, mm-hmm. um, nothing about Tostarina really is offensive to me. Mm-hmm. I, I think that there's a difference between like what was it? Somebody made an interesting post that was like, "I like your nail color, by the way. It's cute." Oh uh, yeah, thank you. Um, it's a little iridescent. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's like I don't know. It's hard for me to explain, and I might totally be in the wrong here. And mm-hmm. I I'm more than happy to hear people's comments. Um, to explain why I might be if I'm not considering it from this angle. But, like, 
nothing about the nothing about Tosterina is stereotypical in a way that portrays those characters negatively, like mm-hmm. these little Day of the Dead looking characters negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario isn't like him having the sombrero and poncho. Again, it's not like I, I don't know. It's not like he's he's. The game narratively is not like go undercover as a Mexican. Right. Um, no one's like sleeping lazily. Like it's not a Speedy Gonzalez type of thing, or yeah. it's like all of the other mice are like taking siestas. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all of these stereotypes with Mexican culture aren't really there. It's just like this is cool design wise and world wise that mm-hmm. um, we're gonna put uh, we're gonna put Mario in this like very Mexican inspired Dia de los Muertos like world mm-hmm. um, and use the style of it. And I think that's, I don't know. I think that there's a difference between appropriating stuff and also like having a character in a game go to different places and showing the flavor of the culture and your yeah. design. Mm-hmm. And if part of the game is that you can buy like clothes for that area, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that's okay. Like, yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'd be weird to me. Like, if they, if there was like a, a, like ancient Japan Kyoto type world in it, right? There is there. Oh shit! Damn, it's so I'm good. It's this. so good. So like, it's so good. So that's like that's like a more complicated in some ways because like technically, let's say going based off of Mario's like presumed um, presumed uh, uh, nationality, which is Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, he's also like his voice is a fucking stereotype. So I yeah. mean, if we're going to overlook that, but look at the Mexican thing, I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on, but like, you know, it'd be weird to me if, if you have this like really Japanese inspired world and the costume in the shop, isn't something that's also like ancient Japan inspired, like some sort of like Obi or a samurai outfit or something. <laughs> and it, it just doesn't seem like appropriation if it's not, if, if it's like, there's a difference between like appropriation and homage and yeah. it can be a fine line, but mm-hmm. it, I feel like the Toastarina stuff is homage. Yeah, and and to your point, and I think once you get there, you'll see it. And then I think your your point is absolutely valid because since I've beaten it, I know exactly what you're talking about. And once you see that portion, I it's my favorite. I mean, I just I just love that stuff a lot, and I'm glad that they incorporated that into the game. It's it's so good. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really came away from the campaign just, like, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, like, so, oh, man, just, it just filled me with so much joy, and it's so fun, and there's so much more game to play, which is amazing, and I've only 100%ed the first world. The oh, Cap- wow. I've only, yeah, I just uh, 100%ed the Cap Kingdom, so... Now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go world by world and 100% each one of them. Yeah, it's um just kind of like back to the like the game's mechanics and stuff itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the things I noticed immediately were when you the 2D segments. I really wanted to use my D pad. Like I, my fingers immediately yeah, went to same. my D pad, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. which doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but those felt really good. They did a good job of emulating how old Mario actually feels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a little bit of a bummer that you sacrifice a lot of control if you use the pro controller. Um, because I use the pro controller whenever me, possible yeah, me for too. the most part. I use it for the and whole game. There's a lot of motion control things in that game that help to be able to do 
like climbing faster, you shake the remote, or mm-hmm. even the way that you throw Cappy to mm-hmm. do like the big circle sweep throw, you have to like, have to, uh, like flick to the right. Mm-hmm. And you can flick one hand to the right. Trying to flick the entire pro controller to the right is hazardous. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just like a lot of stuff like like that. Also, like if you are playing the game uh, mobile. Yeah, in handheld mode. In handheld mode, you know, not propped up, but with your controllers docked, all that motion control stuff is your screen. So it affects what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like they should have made that stuff available but giving you other ways to do the, those things without the motion controls um because i i tried using um both controllers small uh both of the the joy cons mm-hmm. and i do find my left my left hand's not amazing like as far as like my wrist gets kind of crappy with, with it and mm-hmm. my grip um and the fatigue was so much faster using that joy con because it's so small in my left hand right. that i would have to switch back to the pro controller mm-hmm. um so that was rough and uh, and also, I, as much as I think Mario controls well and is a is a good platformer, mm-hmm. I still, as fun as it is, I'm I'm still not convinced that Mario games in full 3D are the best playing things. Like I like controlling him; he's fun, but his physics are fucking weird. Being precise with jumps is really fucking difficult to me. Mm-hmm. Like if I want to jump on a Goomba, that's also moving. It's it's so difficult in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think Mario is a better. I think something like Super Mario 3D World is like a better showcase of what Mario controls are to me, which I thought was interesting because we kind of had different opinions on this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think this is a very good job of Mario in 3D. The you know m- better, much better than than 64 did. Yeah, um, yeah. Though the camera is still not great. I think the camera is oh, kind of wonky. There, there's some definitely some wonky camera stuff, especially because there are so many moons that it's literally like shift the camera to the left a little bit, and there it mm-hmm. is. So it gets a little weird. And I have like a weird thing with depth perception. So mm-hmm. making certain jumps. I'm always like, oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But beyond that, it's it's everything that I wanted a 3D Mario game to be. It's so much fun. I I'm really excited to to finish recording this so I can go back and play it a little bit more. <laughs> oh no, same. Yeah, because I haven't had yeah. this, this is one of my nights that like I have some time to play. Mm-hmm. So like I'm excited to get done with this. Not that I don't love you. Um, oh no, yeah, <laughs> but to go play more. Also, yeah. it's, it, what's what's so great is that we have talked about in this show multiple times, like how shit the series and how glad we're the, that how glad we are there's good video games. Mm-hmm. But um, specifically with Mario, it's such a bright and cute and cheery game mm-hmm. and those aren't common anymore yeah like that's not that's not that's the exception i would say mm-hmm. to the rule these days so the fact that we got something that's you know really beautiful and cheery and fun and lighthearted and just kind of goofy um it's just it, it's it's joyful to play which is great um and it's like way different from the fact that like i just picked up the first wolfenstein um the new order because i want to play that before i play new colossus sure so like i'll probably be going back and forth and it's a really nice palette cleanser after like new order which is like very intense heavy very heavy very like killing nazis which is great but very heavy Mm -hmm. um so it's cool it's just nice to have that i think yeah i agree i think it's been a minute since we've had a tried and true platformer that Mm -hmm. is good 
I I kind of want the character platformer to come back as a genre. Like I, I do too. And the the new Ratchet and Clank game that came out at the beginning of the year or mm-hmm. or early, like late last year, late last yeah. year is really good. It's yeah, Ratchet and Clank really is really good. good. Mm-hmm. And I heard that the second Knack game wasn't bad either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't play it, but I heard it was quite good. Yeah, so I feel like there is a void in that market for the 3D platformers to come back. And I would love for that to happen. And I hope that the success of Mario Odyssey gets developers thinking about uh, retreading that ground again. Because mm-hmm. I think there's, you know, there's a there's a whole generation of, of gamers that didn't grow up with that. Like, these kids are growing up with Call of Duty and um, The Last of Us and things like... What's another example I'm trying to think of? Uh, what else? Just games that aren't platformers, I guess. I can't think of any of the titles right now off the top of my head. I mean, but. yeah, character, character-based character platform games haven't been a thing since the PS1 era and early PS2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Jack and Daxter, they were, all that stuff. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro. Mm-hmm. Um, Spyro being, honestly, one of the best, of, the best. of that era. One of the yeah. best, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, yeah, uh, PS2 had Ratchet and Clank. And Jack and um, Daxter, and that was about and, it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, it would just be nice to see those those come back. But it's actually, this kind of ties in. We can talk about this real quick. Sure. Um, with uh, the... The fact that EA shut down uh, Visceral Games, uh, which is a bunch of guys. Visceral did yeah. the Dead Space games, right? Yeah. So Visceral is working on a Star Wars game for EA. And EA just, like, just shuttered the whole studio. And wow. they released a statement that was saying, um, basically, the Star Wars game, they're pivoting the direction of it. And the impression I got from that is all the rumors were that Visceral is working on a, a uh, single-player campaign-focused Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like EA wants to make a Destiny Star Wars game. Um, now, I'm not saying I'm not going to play that, but if you look at EA's business model and a lot of other companies, but EA is probably the most um, egregious about it, everybody is trying to make something that um, model-wise, like, people will be, be playing for a year mm-hmm. or two years mm-hmm. and that will have um, all these DLC packs that people will, like, and not just DLC, but like these big um, expansions that are like $20 expansions mm-hmm. or um, loot boxes is the big thing right now. That's a part of this is that they want people spending money on loot boxes mm-hmm. for things um, and multiplayer. And so it's really, really nice that Nintendo, some of the people are, are doing it too, but really Nintendo, cause it's what they are is, making these games that are just, you know, you buy it, it's an experience to be had, and then you're done with it. And you can go back to it however mm-hmm. much you want. But on their end, as far as monetization, as far as I know, they're not going to monetize Mario uh, Odyssey at all, like after you buy the game in the first place. Um, you know, Zelda has a couple DLC packs, but that's it. Yeah. There's nothing else. There's no, like, loot boxes or, or multiplayer stuff. Right. Um, and it's nice to see that those games are going to be around some, because I don't... As much as I love stuff like Destiny, I don't want all of my games to be Destiny. Yeah. Because I won't be able to play anything. It's too time consuming. Yeah, there are are time commitments. There are huge time commitments for things like that. And I I always think about 
every time Nintendo announces a new system and people are like, oh, Nintendo is dead and they just need to be a software company and this and that. It's like, no, then they do something and it's like, oh, this is why they're still relevant and this is why they're still... They do their own thing and are successful at doing their own thing and they have their experiences that are very much... Like you said, this is the experience and that's it. And we're going to release other games that are going to give you these kinds of experiences in, like, different time frames. Which has been really interesting to me because the Switch hasn't even been out a year yet. And we already have a Mario game, a Zelda Mm -hmm. game, Mario Kart, Splatoon, ARMS, Xenoblade Chronicles comes out uh, December 1st. Mm -hmm. And there's more stuff on the way. And it yeah, has I mean, a decent amount of third-party support, and the indie titles are doing really well in the system, too. So mm-hmm. it's there is so much that's there, and we're not even completely done with year one yet, which is out of control to me. I mean, yeah, if I was if I if I was buying a console, if I like was a parent and I wanted to buy a console for my kids holiday, mm-hmm. like Switch would probably be it. Yeah. Um you know, I would be tempted if there wasn't a PS4 or an Xbox in the house because those are going to be like 200 during like Black Friday and stuff. Yeah. Um, and those they both have really healthy back catalogs. Yeah, but like, absolutely. I wouldn't drop the 400 bucks on a PS4 Pro. I wouldn't drop the 500 bucks on an Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not going to buy an Xbox One X. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe like way down the road, but and there's things about it that I think are amazing. I think, um, xbox's whole platform they're building of you have an xbox one x you're also gonna be able to play your your you can play your 360 games your xbox one games your xbox games and we're gonna make them all look better like any game you put in there is gonna get up it's gonna look amazing that's really cool i want mm-hmm. sony to do the same thing yeah. but 500 bucks nah um <laughs> yeah and, and and looking at the switch it's like yeah man year one that thing's selling well because it has a bunch of great games on it and all of the indie titles on it are excellent. Are solid, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing where it's like, it's also a gaming experience. Um, I'm probably, once I finish the Mario main campaign, I don't know if I'm going to j- hump, uh, hump, Jesus. <laughs> hump I was going to say hop, hop and jump at the <laughs> same time. In. <laughs> and it turned into hump. Um, I don't know if I'm going to jump right back, back in immediately mm-hmm. because I know that I have like, in March, my Japan trip, I'm going to be on a plane for a billion hours. So I'm like, maybe that's when I play through that part of Mario. Yeah. Like, I can't do that with Wolfenstein or something else. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, no, like Nintendo, I think they fucked up with the Wii U. Absolutely. Um, it was a but it show. was a it was a step to this. Yeah, it was absolutely a necessary step. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, that I feel like the Wii U was necessary for us to get to Switch. And... yeah. They, I feel like Nintendo learned a lot of lessons from the mishandling and the and the kind of not great uh, content cycle rollout for titles for the for the Wii U. They've learned a lot of their lessons, and it's to me, it's pretty evident by the release windows of all of their games. And what I will always appreciate about Nintendo is that whenever they do a Nintendo Direct, the titles that they're showing are are at the earliest three months away, and at the latest, maybe ten. Mm-hmm. Versus we see... Like, we saw the trailer for the Final Fantasy VII remake. At this point, this was two years ago. It feels like it was two years ago. I think it was two years ago. I mean, I yeah. saw... My freshman year of college was the first trailer for Final Fantasy thirteen, 
mm-hmm. and that game didn't come out for seven or eight years, I think. Yeah. I mean, that that was, I think it was like that same year or the year after they leaked the first information for 13 verses, which ended up being 15. Mm-hmm. And 15 came out last year. This year? I don't remember. Last year. Last One of the year. Two. La- la- Late last year. Yes, last year. Yeah. No, they, they usually yeah. are on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, DJ, tell me about... Uh, you're playing Fire Emblem Warriors. I am. Fucky Emblem Warriors is... It's really fun. I mean, if you played like the Dynasty Warriors game, or if you've played Hyrule Warriors, or the One Piece versions of them... Mm-hmm. It's pretty much like that, but I think with how popular Fire Emblem is now, that it's a really fun game. And what's great is that I don't really have to think too much when I play it because it's like, oh, go to the objective and kill this guy and kill all these, you know, these same enemies over and over and over again. Which for me is a great way to unwind after like a long day. Mm-hmm. It's perfect for that. Because I don't have to really put a whole lot of effort into doing it. And I get to pick some of my favorite Fire Emblem characters. And what's cool is that there's an ability system to where you get all of these crests. And you apply these crests to kind of fill out your skill tree for all the characters. And they get more combos. They can deal more damage. All that stuff. And the there's enough... Well, there's almost enough of the core elements from Fire Emblem games. Like the... The swords beat, swords beat axes, axes beat whatever, that, mm-hmm. that whole triangle. That's part of the game, too. That's kind of part of the core experience, is sending out the right characters to fight the right people. And, of course, you get... They're, they're going to die faster if you're, if you're a stronger weapon type than the enemy is and all that stuff. And when you pair up with another character and if they have an affinity with one another, they do more damage and things like that. So it's very much a good marriage between mechanics of a Dynasty Warriors game, but also some of the mechanics of a Fire Emblem game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I still think the best crossover with Fire Emblem is the Shimigami Tensei and Fire Emblem crossover Tokyo Mirage Sessions, I think is the best usage of Fire Emblem mechanics in a game that's not Fire Emblem. And I want a Switch port of that, for sure. I That game has to come to Switch. It is such a good game. It it's what held me over between uh, Persona 5 coming out because when that game was about to come out, I think they just announced the delay for Persona 5 to February, and mm-hmm. then it was delayed again until until April. But that game kind of filled that void, and it was the kind of like super anime, J-pop, happy fun time version of Persona with Fire Emblem, which is really cool. And I think it had just as much love, care, and attention to it as mainline Persona or Fire Emblem games have. I think it was a really good marriage between the two. And if you haven't played Tokyo Mirage Sessions, you need to. It's really good. It's like the closest thing to a Sailor Moon RPG that I'm going to get since Final Fantasy X-2. So it's really fun. I really like that game a lot. Cool. Yeah, it's one of those things where I wish I could be more into Fire Emblem. It's a type of game I'd be, or not Fire Emblem, uh, uh, Dynasty Warriors. Mm-hmm. It's a game that I was more into when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Fire Emblem stuff, but like, I if the Zelda one couldn't get me to like then you're, stay, you're not gonna interested, yeah. then this won't. Yeah, because uh, I love Zelda 
more than Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Um, how many daddies have you had on the field at once? How uh, many can you how have? How many daddies? I had Takumi from Fates. I had uh, Frederick, who is Ultra Daddy from Awakening, and he comes to your party very early in game. Krom. You can control up to four characters at once. Uh-huh. And then there are more that are on the field with you that you can't play as. Okay. So there's a fair amount of daddies, and there's a lot of Fire Emblem waifus for you to pick from as well, mm-hmm. which is great. Camilla's in the game, which is all I cared about. I'm like, just put <laughs> her in the game, and I will buy it. <laughs> and, of course, they put her in. And I haven't unlocked her yet because I haven't played too far into it because Mario Galaxy came out like a week or so later after I bought it. So I'm going to go back to Fire Emblem now that i finished the campaign and jump between that and probably, what else, what did I buy recently that I need to really get back into? I need to go back and get and finish Near Automata so that I can have that full experience because I feel so good. The, the game has not picked up for me yet Ugh, and i'm like when so i'm like good. when does it happen <laughs> so i gotta get back into it and just commit my time to playing that and yeah. getting into because i because i loved all that i played it's just been a little slow starting for me but it's 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 so it's a really beautiful game i really like it, it. has a slow start for sure mm-hmm. and it's it's funny because we're not in this episode but we're getting into that um game of the year talk territory it's that time of year mm-hmm. and that is 100 percent like a contender for game of the year for me um which is crazy because a lot of good shit has happened this year. So, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, what we got else? Oh, uh, BlizzCon was this weekend. Yeah. And they introduced a new character, uh, Moira, who's a support healer, who looks... I'm really... So, like, Doomfist is cool, uh, but I wasn't, like, super... Um, his play style... Is not for me didn't appeal to me and then i tried it out and then i was like this is i can't do this um but moira looks fucking rad i love i like what i've seen it looks really cool the balance of of heal and attack or heal and drain rather Mm -hmm. um also that that character is animated shit yeah and i thought that it was just a coincidence that it's like she kind of looks like david bowie Mm -hmm. and then they released some skins and there's skins that are definitely definitely david bowie references Mm -hmm. um and then uh, she looks like Hosoka from Hunter x Hunter mm-hmm. <laughs> and she has a Naruto run and then all of her uh, sprays people have been posting. Yeah. She has like three different sprays that are anime references. Yep. So I'm just like, who is this like middle-aged woman character they made who is all weeaboo references? Yeah. <laughs> anime scientist ninja mom (laughs) yeah like and like weird evil like anime like eugenicist like ninja mom (laughs) it's such a weird choice and nothing about her costume was like anime really besides it being ridiculous Mm -hmm. but like there's all these little hints um like she has a spray that's directly in akira uh akira reference yep um she has one that like everyone's pretty sure is gendo it's like the it's him 100 it's yes it's 100% that for sure uh, but she's on the PTR at which I don't know if I wanted to like, I guess hop on my computer and download the updates and do that. I could, but I just, I'm just going to wait. It's, it's, I just wait. For, yeah. It's for PS4. It's too much. It's, it's too much work for me. And then I know, I know we're probably going to get dragged from people that are PC players are like, it's not that 
fucking hard to get on the PTR, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but. I, I say this while I'm literally sitting at my computer. Like, when we're done with this, I could just, like, open up the Blizzard thing and go into it and probably play in, like, five minutes. But I'm just like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and it's not like I have a bad, like, I have a 1070. It runs way better than my PS4. But I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Mouse and keyboard. <laughs> Uh, people are going to say mean things in chat. Yeah. Ruben, you can make the chat not show up. I know. No, I know I can make the chat not show up. No. I know. <laughs> We're just being big old babies about it. I don't know. Something about PC gaming still. It's it really just, unappealing to me. <laughs> like, I don't know. I love, like, there's things I love about it. I built a rig for it. There's yeah. things I want to play on PC um, for sure. But, like, like, all of my friends are playing Destiny on PC right now. And it, like, runs at 60 frames per second. It looks much better. Uh, yeah. Mouse and keyboard controls are really great for all this stuff. And everyone's like, Ruben, come play with us. And I'm just like, ah, but I've already played through so much of that and spent so much time. And I don't know. I like sitting, I don't know. I like sitting on the couch Me too. and relaxing Me with the game, even if the game is intense. Yes. Where, and like, you know, um, and like, if Aaron wants to come and sit next to me while I'm playing something and watch it, it's much easier. Yep. If I'm like at my computer, like it's just less approachable. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it, um, it totally I, does. I did buy uh Amazon had Steam links for like $15, which is very cheap. Mm-hmm. So I bought one just to be like, well, let me hook this up to my TV and maybe I'll play more PC games this way. Like maybe I'll do that. Um, I gotta see if that works actually if we're using a game that's not in Steam. Yeah. Or not. I have no idea if it does. Um That's a good question. But yeah, maybe I'll do that if if that's the case. But otherwise I was just like, eh, no, I'll just play this on on console. Because I don't I know that like in my mind it looks better on PC. Yeah. But if I'm just playing it on console, I'm not seeing the PC version right next to it, so it's like it's whatever. Like whatever. It's yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Just Play the play the game on the box you want to play it on. Uh, DJ, tell me about Xenoblade Chronicles Two because I didn't watch the direct. I didn't play the first game. I really know nothing about that series. Um, so it's definitely tied into like Xenosaga, Xenogears. It's you know it's all like same could, director or creator. Yeah, or, it's all yeah. that same that same team and everything. But uh, so Xenoblade Chronicles was originally on the Wii. And then Xenoblade Chronicles was re-released on the new 3DS XL, mm-hmm. well, new Nintendo 3DS systems, and it's also on the eShop on the Wii U too. But anyway, it's a really good game, and that's where Shulk came from. So I'm really feeling yes, it. Yeah. yeah, that's where he came from. And then Xenoblade Chronicles X was the game that was pretty much like the last ga- one of the last games besides Zelda to come out on the Wii U, mm-hmm. and. It was really good. It felt a lot like Fantasy Star Online, but, like, the characters were really ugly because they had these, like, droopy, like, melty anime faces. <laughs> yeah, like, if you, if you like, Google it and look at Xenoblade Chronicles X art, and you're going to look at this face, they kind of look a little busted. But the game was super fun. I really enjoyed that game a lot, and it's gorgeous. Everything else about the game except the characters' faces is beautiful. And, so, a, and it's, it's, it's like a action RPG, Yeah, right? it's an action RPG. Okay. And now Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which is like like it's not like a direct sequel to the first game, but it's like the second one in that line of games, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of Oh no, these eyes. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah, it's real bad. 
and you oh, could customize no. and make your own character, but there was nothing you could do to salvage those faces. Everyone's constantly frowning. Yeah, really <laughs> everyone is real sad. Um, Sorry, go no, ahead. no, you're good. Uh, so the new one, I really, 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 really like the the art direction of the new game. It uh-huh. has a really cute. It's a very like current shonen looking anime style. A character designs or current JRPG styles of things. So if you kind of know what like fantasy anime looks like today, mm-hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles Two kind of looks like that. But the game looks really really fun. Essentially, you're this kid. His name is Rex, and I don't really know too much about the story because it, it seems kind of all over the place, as most JRPG t- stories tend to be. Anime style, for sure. Yeah, I'm really there for the combat and the mechanics, because it looks really, really fun. And the main girl... So, apparently, this kid sees this girl in this, like, chamber or whatever. And you know that pose that they do with anime girls that have big titties, to where they're, like, resting their hands above their boobs... And they're like, yeah, they get that titty shelf, that, that titty shelf, and they're like, it's like their hands are right here, and then like their boobs are here, and they're just like, eh, or whatever. So he sees <laughs> this girl that's also a sword, like in mm-hmm. in the cage with her giant anime anime sword lady titties, and he gets killed there. And then the sword awakens, and she's like, "I'll give you half of my life to to, to save to save yours. I'll and give you one of my titties. I'll give you a whole save. titty to save your life." I'll give you- I'll and, give you one tid. <laughs> and so, like, they're now linked together, and they battle together, so it's kind of like Pokemon in a way where it's like you have the main character who can fight and do his own thing, unlike uh-huh. Pokemon. Like, he, he can do his own attacks, but the sword girl, like, gives him more abilities, and it's pretty cool, and there's this whole Pokemon element to where you can get more, they're called blades, and you can get uh-huh. more blades, and you can swap, swap, like, swap them out, and they have different magical abilities and attacks, and all this stuff, and it's it's really fucking anime. And are all the blades people? Like, do they all have people forms? Um, or most of them are like humanoid forms. I think there's one blade that's like a tiger thing. Some of them are more like some of them are like anthropomorphic. Some of them are people. Some of them are like robot looking things. It's but do they turn into swords that you use, or are they just they're just called blades? they're just called blades? The okay. the titty girl turns into a sword. Okay. And <laughs> I'm just saying like a big titty is not the most aerodynamic thing on a sword. Yeah, like oh like the sword doesn't have a titty on it. <laughs> it's I know, but, yeah, but <laughs> game developers. Yeah, I mean her design is like put some titties on that sword. It's like she's got these big old titties and then she has like a strap of fabric that are supposed to be shorts that like mm-hmm. barely covers her like her lady bits and then she has like a thong thing. On top of it, it's really weird. The design. Oh, I'm looking at her right now. Yeah, Pira. Yeah, you're looking at her right now. The red girl. Her. Okay, so like just just her titty is literally like the width of another her. Mm-hmm. Like if you put two of her standing to like without the titty, like yeah. it is a whole other person's width ahead of her. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, like the art itself is good. Okay, like, but can, I we, like, can we just I get like the art? The, I like the physical the physical actual drawing of her is yeah. really good. I, I really fine. like that drawing. The art's fine. The design, eh. but uh, the sword that she has is really cool. Like I, I feel like a lot of my problems with that design could be remedied if they just decided if they're gonna show off the titty or show off her butt, like or mm. like cover like 
cover just cover the rest of her body and she can have pick like, one like pick one like the titties and the the half of her ass and her lady bits all being out isn't very effective to me i just you know it's one of those things where it's like it's very male a male gazy design yeah the, for sure the drawing is very good and the three uh, the 3d models look just like the art all i'm saying is they better have a blade later in the game that's just a literal penis just a huge penis. Just, a, that's just a huge dick <laughs> just one huge dick <laughs> It's it's a it's a real fucking man. He just turns into a huge dick that you fight things with. Mm-hmm. Done, easy, simple. Yeah, there there are just like really dumb design choices. That I, I, I just like. fixed the quality, y'all. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <Easy>. <laughs> but the game itself looks really fun. I'm excited to play it. It comes out December first. I will have more hot takes on it once I actually have my hands on it. But it looks like everything that I like in action JRPGs. There's like a Pokemon element. It's action oriented. Mm-hmm. You can have different loadouts for different characters. The music's really good. The worlds are beautiful. So if you do watch the direct, it's 16 minutes for no reason. It should have mm-hmm. just been 10. Um, they're basically explaining the entire game to me, which I feel like they shouldn't have because who who did the the direct? By the way, who was it? Uh, no, it was just like. All in Xenoblade land, so it was oh, just okay, voiceover. Okay. It wasn't anybody because uh, I I really really wanted uh, Bill Tritton or Reggie yeah. to be explaining the plot of Xenoblade Chronicles two to me. Oh no, it's definitely all in. <laughs> it's all in character, and I love when they would always like do those little blurbs before they showed like the really fucking anime titty game. They're like, uh-huh. we're excited to show this new game coming from one of our partners in Japan. It's got this. It's got action. It's got adventure. It's got drama and also the titty. <laughs> and then, Don't boom. blame us at Nintendo of America. This is coming from a partner in Japan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it looks super fun. I just How don't... old is this sword girl? We don't, we know. don't know. Don't ask, please. <laughs> don't ask those questions. But what I am surprised... Welcome to anime. But what I'm surprised about, though, is that they, they quote-unquote, censored Xenoblade Chronicles X by making it so that the game didn't have boob sliders for your character designs, mm-hmm. and they altered some of the swimsuits for one of the younger characters who was who was 13 in the Japanese version, but then they aged her up to 16 in the U.S., and they even changed some of the, the swimsuit designs to where it wasn't, like, a super thong bikini, which I'm like, I'm okay with that. That's fine with me. But, like, of course, people are like, they're censoring my game. I want to buy the Japanese version because I've got to see this 13-year-old titty. And it's like, guys, calm down. And I'm surprised because of how, like, revealing this titty sword character design is that they didn't change it mm-hmm. in the U.S. at all. So I think they're like, we're just going to avoid all this bullshit and just, like, that's just what it is. I mean, the thing is, is, like, I don't know, people always come at it from this angle of, like, oh, you're ruining the artist's vision. And I'm like, uh, uh I mean... Most of these, it's not like Nintendo of America came in or whoever and was like, uh, guys, we got to slap uh, some coverings on this tit and ass real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a conversation that has to be had with the Japanese developer. Right. They have to they have to agree to it. Yeah. Um, they have to go in and make these changes in the game. Yeah. Um, and for the most part, like, there might be situations where a director or creator is like, well, I you know would have preferred for it to be this. But most of the time, they're just like, oh, yeah, my game's not going to sell well in america Mm -hmm. if it has a bunch of like sexualized 13 year olds in it right because uh that's not okay yeah um and japan's a little bit more permissible about that stuff than america is 
um, or at least like publicly. Um, so most of the time, creators are like, they're like, okay, they're sure. sure, whatever. I want to make money. I want to make that Skrilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to make that paper. So it's totally fine. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. But since we're uh, going to try to keep it short today, we have about ten minutes left. So mm-hmm. why don't we uh, answer some questions from Twitter real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So we got a couple today. So if you ever want to submit questions to us, hit us up at the Joystick Jockeys. No, Joystick Jockeys. Uh, <laughs> old, old school, school Old school. At the Magical Boys. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Oh, my gosh. Um, but uh, yeah, hit us up at the Magical Boys on Twitter and send us any questions you might have. So I'm going to take a quick look here. And see what we have. And we have a question. So do you want to answer a a question about Pokemon? Or do you want to answer one about being a furry? Uh... Man, I'll let's do both. I don't care. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, so I'll start with, with this one. This one comes from our friend, Dana. And she's asking, what are our fursonas? Oh, I I know this because me and my friends, um, it's it's a raccoon with a boner specifically, <laughs> just like with a perpetual boner at all times. Yes. <laughs> um, God, this is a conversation that I had with friends. What's like, the context? Jokingly, what was the context? Uh, Why the boner? Uh, God, I don't. We were just talking about something, and and actually, so I think it came up on my other podcast, and I think it's actually in the audio that we put out for it on. Um, you're Welcome Hollywood, which is the podcast that I do with two of my comedian friends where we make up a movie script on the spot, um, uh, either based off of a genre or a title that we're given from people. And at some point, someone mentions a raccoon with a boner, and then I believe I respond that they just described my fursona. Um, <laughs> because that's that's me. Like, if uh, like kind of small and not intimidating, but like hyper trashy, literally in the trash <laughs> all the time and then also perpetually um horny um, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah that's me wrecking with a bone done <laughs> also i also i also have like really elegant fingers like a raccoon does <laughs> you do have like really long like uh bishonen anime hands i got those lady fingers those beautiful long <laughs> They're great. It's, it's e- easier to rummage through your trash with, <laughs> and then try to fuck your like discarded link with your boss. <laughs> oh my god! Better be that butternut ravioli. Better be that. <laughs> that butternut. Um, <laughs> DJ, what's your persona? Oh my god! Um, so it's definitely not a. <laughs> raccoon with a boner i don't think i could oh, i don't so think sad. i could even top that honestly but um i was talking to one of my friends who who like loves like who makes his own personas and all that stuff and and everything and like his art's really good so like i'm super down with that um mine would have to be a at least i think mine is a dog because like i love like when brandon like when we're just like laying around, I'm always like, I'm always like, hey, 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 boy, hey, hey, you wanna, you wanna just like rub me? That's cool. Hey. Just like pet me, yeah, for just, a yeah, just pet you. me for a little bit. Thanks. I think dogs are really accurate for you. You have a very dog personality. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind like of very, 
Very outgoing. Yeah. Very sweet. Yeah. A little loud, but in a way that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. All these things it's very accurate. All these things are accurate about me. Mm-hmm. And so the next question comes from our good friend Nigel. Nigel. And he asked us since boy. Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are coming out. Who are our favorite gym leaders, favorite Elite Four member, and favorite evil organization or leader from the Pokemon series? Oh, man, I don't know if I have the Pokemon knowledge off the top of my head to, to fulfill these questions. All right, so I'll go first. Then yeah. I absolutely love Team Rocket. I'm a Team Rocket boy. I, I want to be, like, if, I were, if Pokemon World were a thing, like, I would just be that shitty Team Rocket guy. And just, like, appear out of quarters, and I'm like, prepare for trouble, little bitch. <laughs> and then just, <laughs> and just, like, throw my shitty, like, my one, like, shitty uh, Pokemon at someone. I'm like, take their Pokemon! Take <laughs> be very ineffective. Just, just like, really, oh, just really ineffective. I just want to, like, just, like, troll kids and be like, hey, you, give me your Pokemon. And they're like, nah, man, I'm like... All right, whatever, kid. <laughs> and then just walk away. <laughs> I love Team Rocket. I always have. I love Jesse and James from the TV series. And I'm glad that they actually introduced them in the games in Pokemon Yellow. So I love them. Um, my favorite gym leader? Oh, man. Oof. My favorite gym leader? Mm. The what is who? What is her name? She was in she was in Sun and Moon. Hang on. I mean, I know that it's not this, but I was about to say that answer better be Misty because she's that bitch. I mean, Misty is that bitch. She absolutely one hundred percent is that yes. bitch. We will always be that bitch. Um, that was who I was going to say, but I'm living for the gym leader in Sun and Moon. She well, well, I guess she's one of the Kahuna's because uh, they're not they're not gym leaders in. The game Pokemon yes, yeah. Sun Moon Kahuna's. What is her name? I think I know what you're talking about. Is it the real fucky one? Oh yeah, it's her. It's her because she's everything. Um, it's in Bulbapedia. Uh, Olivia, yeah, Olivia's Olivia is that bitch. Oh, yes. Like, look at her design. Yes. she is everything. I love her. And my what is the other what is the other thing that he asked? Uh, my favorite Elite Four member? Uh, what is her? I think it's Deantha? Deantha? Deantha. Diantward is my favorite Elite Four member. Yeah. Um, yeah. Deantha. She's, she's amazing. She's got this, like, giant, like, puffy coat situation happening. She looks like either... And she looks like she's wearing an outfit that either Sia or Lady Gaga would wear. And I'm mm-hmm. definitely into that. So that would be my choice for all three of those. There's an Elite Four member literally named Drake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just realized this. I'm sorry. Yeah, and not, from, and not used to call me on my cell phone, Drake. Not Hotline from Drake, unfortunately. Which would be from Hoenn. From Hoenn. Um, let's see. Jim Lee Dor. Uh, oof, this is tough. I mean... I love Misty. Man, Misty in the Spulbapedia thing looks completely different. So, in the games, Misty has a completely different outfit. Yeah, and her hair is, like, short and spiky. Mm-hmm, it's Very cute. Weird. It's cute. Uh, it, it is cute, but it's not, it's not a girl. It's not an anime Misty. Um, Let's see. My 
favorite. I mean, Olivia is like for sure high up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Roxy was very good. Um, honestly, I like Karina a lot, the, the Rollerblades girl mm-hmm. from uh, I think X and Y. I want to say yeah. Yeah, a rock, um, like knowing you and bit. knowing you, and then the, you just saying that Roxy was one of your favorites, and like knowing the kind of shit that you like and the kind of like character that you like, that totally fits you. Yeah, for sure. Roxy was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was it? Uh, I mean, I really like Team Skull a whole lot. Team Skull is real good. Team Skull is really cool. They're probably my second favorite to Team Rocket. I think they're just like, I don't know, man. Team Skull is just like, they're so stupid. They're so dumb. <laughs> Um, that I like them a lot. As far as like best outfits, I don't know. Man, Aether Foundation—they're all white shit. Oh, is really yeah. dope. Um, and Wick, thick Wick from yeah mm-hmm. from the Aether Foundation. Yeah, Wick's out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh jeez. Um, as far as like like just bad guy, bad guy. I do really love um, uh, what's his name from Team Flare, uh, Lysandra. Mm-hmm. Lysander's dope. Um, and then was the last one is Elite Four. I mean, I don't even know where to start with Elite Four stuff. There's so many people that like I because I never pay attention to them. So I'm just right. like, get out of my way. You're like the last thing I need to deal with. Oh, but uh, if you, if you sh- I want to put. I just want to say something real quick. Is that the team yes. Aqua leader is Daddy? Oh, that pirate boy, Daddy. Daddy, look at look at the yeah from yeah. Total daddy. I'm not. I'm about to. Stop. Oh yeah, he's he's the, that fucky pirate. Mm-hmm, that fucky pirate dad. Archie. Yeah, Archie the fucky pirate. Mm-hmm. Give me that comic on its own. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh Wickstrom was pretty cool as far as Elite Four guys go. Mm-hmm. Um, from uh, X and Y. Yeah. Uh, do look Chantal though? Her mm-hmm. outfits out of control. I also just like purple and like black color schemes. Me too. In Pokemon. Yeah. They probably get it's like poison ghost stuff usually. So. Yeah, yeah, I do too. That's my jam. Yeah, that's that's some good cool. shit. That's some good shit. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, kind of pretty much covers it for this week. I know we had to. I know it's a short episode this week, but we but we love you, and we're back with more content, and we're back on our bullshit as always. But where can they can they find you, Ruben? You guys can get me on Twitter at Rubots R O O B O T S. Hmm. And do you have anything going on recently? Like, are you doing? Are you have any more shows coming up or anything like that? Um, I'm always doing. I'm always doing shows nice. in Atlanta at Dad's Garage Theater for improv stuff. Awesome. Um, uh, uh, sometimes I'm there, sometimes I'm not. But if you show up to a show, it's going to be good either way. Nice. Um, and you're, like I mentioned before, you're welcome. Hollywood is the podcast I do with my um, my two buddies who are also comedians. Uh, that is pretty fun and stupid. <laughs> also, not about me, but. Um, Go uh, however you need to go get it. If you want to pay for Amazon Strike or you want to download it, I don't care. Uh, go watch Land of Lustrous because I'm caught up with that series right now, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking good. And don't come at me with this. Uh, oh, it's Steven Universe because they're gems because the manga started before Steven Universe. Yeah. So I'm gonna head that off at the at the <laughs> yeah before it even yeah it, yeah in before Steven Universe fans. Yep. Uh, yeah, and uh, you can find me at uh, on Twitter at OheyDJ. That's pretty much me on Twitter, Instagram, every everything for the most part. You can find me there at that. And what else was I going to say? I was going to say something else. Oh my god, what did I, my brain? No, my brain. Um, 
Oh gosh, what was I going to say? No, I lost it. Um, I'm doing something really cool. Um, I had a really cool conversation with Gita Jackson about something and I can't wait for you guys to see it. It's going to go Wait, up soon. You talked to Gita Jackson? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you off off the show. Yeah, tell but, me off the uh, show. Yeah, I'm interested it, it, about it's, this. I had a really cool conversation with Gita Jackson. And Hell yeah. Yeah, it was great. And I can't wait to share that that with you guys. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, and other than that, yeah. Um, also, watch. I really like it. Watch. This is what I wanted to say. Watch uh, uh, Black Clover. I think it's really good. I'm really enjoying mm-hmm. it. It's about five episodes in. It's everything that I like about shonen anime. It's really, really fun. I love the characters. The protagonist's vo- uh, speech pattern is weird because he yells at the end of every word, so that's a little annoying. But beyond that, it's really fun, and I've been enjoying that show a lot. And I'm also watching Haikyuu still. It's really good. I'm like ten episodes in. Those are some really good boys. Those really good mm-hmm. volleyball boys. I, it's a really good show. I like it a lot. And, They're all very sweet. It's and very it's good. animated so well. I'm 10 episodes mm-hmm. in and it's the quality. Still so good. So definitely watch Haikyuu if you haven't. Land of Lustrous, as Ruben said, and watch that. Watch uh, Black Clover. It's also very good. And we love you guys. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.